0: Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of VCs Off the Record. I'm your host, Gayla Jennings O'Byrne, co-founder of the Walkstar Fund, an early stage fund for women of color and diverse tech teams. Joining me today is one of the founders of Lightship Capital. Brian, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, You are a bit of a celebrity right now because you guys have been doing some great things. There's been some great announcements, but before we get into those, um, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Wow, where did you even start? Okay, since this is a family show and we're all about getting deep and getting off the record, I'm gonna go all the way back. So, born in Columbus, Ohio, actually, I was adopted by two amazing parents in Pennsylvania. Um, so, I actually spent six months in foster care with an Amish family in Pennsylvania. So no technology, no lights, candlelight, the whole night. I forgot it ended up being like an AI guy. It's really, really kind of
0: interesting. Wow, what a beautiful start to the world. I, but it gives you a really great perspective though.
1: Definitely, every day is a gift. Yep, father was an engineer, uh, mother's a psychologist. So I think I have this unique ability to both connect with people, um, but also the kind of the rigor and the, the technology side of the engineer. I um, learned how to code when I was about eight years old, and uh, worked Cast in Philly, where I'm originally from, and then um, took a job at Apple in San Francisco, so moved to the side of the, uh, the country, and got to Apple just after the iPhone launch, and was there through the iPad launch, so a period of real growth, um, yeah, Steve Jobs in operations, I mean, it was he wasn't even famous, Tim Cook, yeah, really fun time to be there, and then... Uh, started a facial recognition AI company called Kairos in San Francisco, then moved it um, to Florida for actually a reason that we'll talk about a little bit later. But I knew as a founder of color, it's going to be hard for me to raise capital. And so California has three startups for every one angel investor, and Florida has three angel investors for every one startup. And so it's clear to me that if I was going to have to have more at-bats, right, I was going to need to be at a place that had more angel investors so moved the company to miami we went on to raise about 13 million dollars i don't know at our largest we used to work for like you know 30 40 employees yeah about 120 million twenty million dollar valuation sold the company to a product equity firm in 2018 after a huge fight with the board about a lot of things including selling facial recognition to the government and why i was so strongly opposed to that we can talk about that too and then um my fiance at the time, ultimately wife, and co-founder of the fund, co-GP of the fund, said to me, hey, while well, you're figuring out what you want to do next, why don't you come to Cincinnati, mentor some of the companies. She'd run out a, a very successful accelerator in Cincinnati. Um,
0: and you know, she's and gonna, yeah, we're going to have her as a guest. on.
1: I Absolutely. I will send her your way. Um, so that's kind of how we got into it, investing.
0: Wonderful. Um, and... There was something really, so many interesting things you said there, but I hope people remember about the statistics around investors to actual companies. And I think that probably plays out a lot too in the Midwest where you and your company are located as well. So definitely something people need to think about as they're they're building their companies and where they're looking for those uh, investors. Why do you think you've been so successful all these years?
1: Mm. Tough question. I think a lot of us kind of applers definitely that, that hold like think differently thing, that's a real thing. We definitely look at a problem, look at it from a different angles. I remember being in a meeting where they said we need to create more space in our Apple stores, but we can't add any square footage. Okay. <laughs> that was like that was the ask, right? So how do you create more space, right? And then the answer is, of course, to do things like removing tables or sending staff on breaks when more people come into the building, right? To so create more space for folks to buy things. You know, it's, it's just, you start to think outside of the box. There are ways to create more space in the same space.
0: I love it. So you're a creative thinker. And with that creativity, where did the name Lightship Capital come from?
1: Interestingly enough, so my wife, Candace, there's a, a, a conversation here with her board. She was running a non, again, nonprofit around helping uh, uh, black, brown entrepreneurs, women, um, immigrants to start and it's really grow businesses. It had gone very well, and she came to a crossroads where the board said, okay, you can either be an accelerator with a fund or a fund with an accelerator. Right? And depending on what you choose, we're going to suggest you take very different steps from this point on. And so she went on this uh, kind of uh, spiritual journey up into Michigan. If you guys have been out to kind of like the upper peninsula, areas near the Great Lakes, excellent. And a, if you know, there's a number of lighthouses
0: all along. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's also light ships. And so a light ship is a lighthouse, but on a ship. Um, ultimately, it's all about kind of guiding entrepreneurs safely, you know, through into the harbor, into kind of safe harbor, so to speak. Um, so we, we like it for that reason. Also, for for our Black founders, lighthouses often, there are a number of lighthouses on the coast of the Ohio River, um, and it helps people to escape um, the slave state of Kentucky into the free state of Ohio. So you would look for the lighthouse, and you knew if you could get, you know, on the other side of the water, that your freedom just lied on the other side. And so, yeah, it's all these kind of deeper meanings are why we chose that name.
0: That's really powerful when you think of it in that context. And so tell us more about the fund. What's your mission?
1: Yeah. So we're like direct competitors with you.
0: (laughs) Okay, wait, let let me stop you there really quickly. You're not a competitor because we need more diverse managers that are focused on this population. The one little check from Walkstar is never gonna be enough, right? The one check from Lightship's never gonna be enough, so you are absolutely family,
1: and that's the why it's a joke, right? Because those of us that know this work know that there could be a hundred more funds like ours, and it still wouldn't be enough for like for this population, right like there's plenty of space you know in this pond, so to speak um.
0: And I, and I had to like, you know, sit with myself a little bit, to say, am I bullshitting or do I really believe this? Particularly before I could tell it to my team and, you know, make it part of our culture of our company. But I truly believe in all boats rise, right? And so we've even gotten to the place where when we have meetings with potential investors, if we're not a fit for that investor, I just want to make sure they're somehow invested in people of color, that they're invested in diversity. And so we're happy. We have a list, and you guys are on it, right, of people that are investing in this space, other diverse fund managers. Now, some people might say that's crazy. Like, what are you giving them your competitor's name? You want them to write a check to you. Yes, we do, but we also want them just to be invested in diverse managers. So um competition, no. Family, absolutely.
1: Deeply agree, and oftentimes co-investment, that kind of thing. There's really no, there's no need for competition in this space. It just made a really great job. So,
0: yeah, uh, interview- <laughs> <laughs> which I blew up for you. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> no, you educated the audience with it. I loved it. I loved it. So we invest in women, people of color, um, LGBTQIA plus, um, as well as people with disabilities. So we, that's the demography. But also a certain geography, which is the Midwest or kind of the middle of the country. For us, Midwest is anything kind of Pittsburgh and West, like Nevada and East, Chicago or Minneapolis down, Texas, even parts of Florida up, right? So it's kind of about the center of the the country.
0: Okay, so Um, basically, if I did the anti (laughs) lightship, it'd be New York and California.
1: Go invest in New York City, Boston, San Francisco. Seattle, probably not LA, you know, but
0: but, I'm not mad at you. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we, and it's tough for everyone everywhere. There are actually other black firms in those, some of those other cities. Like there are opportunities for capital if you live in New York city, but your opportunities in Madison, Wisconsin are limited. Hell your, your opportunities in Chicago, Illinois are limited. And that's no small town. Right?
0: Yeah. I was um, going to say, Detroit. let's
1: Start there. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, like you, Nashville. These are, these are good. These are really good ecosystems. And yet, there, we don't really have a lot of competition in a lot of these places. So Detroit's crushing.
0: So much, so much hustle out there.
1: Yeah. And so little competitive VC for, for, uh, even really for all colors. That's the, that's the crazy thing about places like Detroit. Like, you look at the number of deals done in like Chicago for the year of all, all deals. It's less than 100 in 2019, but it, it's millions and millions and millions of people. It's, it's a ton of LP capital. It's, it's, it, there's a, the market is broken in some of these places, and we want to really show our, our investors, what we call LPs, our investors that uh, this market failure can be to their uh, opportunity.
0: Anything you want to tell us about what sectors, what kind of companies? We got a lot of listeners that are entrepreneurs um, that may be great candidates for your fund. What things are you investing in?
1: Yeah, we're big fans of five sectors because we are have deep expertise in those areas and we have good networks and we can help a company the most in these five areas. Um, artificial intelligence, I have an, an AI background, um, obviously. CPG we work really closely with Procter & Gamble. Um, so we're able to understand their R&D flow, what they're working on, what they're having trouble on, what, you know, what they would find interesting in other places. Um, we can get a company into their distribution channels. We can get a, a company into their, their own R&D. Um, so we, we work really closely with Procter & Gamble.
0: Okay, and, um, and define CPG for our listeners, please.
1: Okay, so CPG is um, consumer packaged goods. So if you're making a, a product you see in Target on the shelf, These are all like CPG products.
0: Wonderful. Okay. So AI, CPG.
1: Yeah. Sustainability. This is just things that keep the planet a livable place. We're just big fans of that. We like to live. Um, E-commerce. We like those companies a lot because it's really mostly around marketing strategy and growth strategy. Um, And it's easy to understand if it's working or not. It's It's very, very easy to kind of get a clear understanding of those businesses. Healthcare. We do a, a lot of work in the healthcare space. We also have a lot of expertise, both at the university level and healthcare, healthcare system. level in the cities that we support. Right. So um, it just helps us to be able to identify a good company and but also um, to help that company grow.
0: That's wonderful. And, and that's, so he, that's so important because it can't solely be about the check, but it's got to be about helping the company grow and succeed as well. That so great. that that makes a lot of sense. Let's flip gears. Tell us about raising your fund. So we know that it's hard for startups. What was your experience like raising the capital for Lightship?
1: The opposite of my entrepreneurial experience. The opposite. If I had known that being an investor was this much easier than being a founder, I would have left by a couple of years ago.
0: <laughs> but guess what? That's the secret. They don't want to tell you.
1: exactly and that's and as you know that's not to say that it's easy because it's not easy Um, but just to give some sense of why I said that um, at Kairos I pitched the company to over a thousand investors I had 120 yeses and 800 no's right so perfectly investable company again the 120 were very sophisticated folks so it wasn't like it was uninvestable it just goes to show how much bias plays a role in so many of these conversations and how many no's you're going to get Sadly, because of who you are, not because of the content of your business.
0: Of those 800-plus no's, how many of them were true no's would you say, and how many fell into the category of, hey, this is great, stay in touch?
1: Well, here's a key answer. So I live on the East Coast, so a lot of those no's were no's. Had I lived on the West Coast, a lot of them would be fake no's. (laughs) So a, a West Coast no is yeah man i love what you're doing let's just stay in contact keep getting coffee i'm just gonna drag your ass along for month after month year after year pretending i'm really interested because just in case if you get big i can then say oh yeah we're good let me get some money but if you don't do anything and i don't think you will you know i just like to have a coffee in, in palo alto right and east coast no is no it's not for me It's not going to be for me. So I was just, no. And I may introduce you to somebody else because I do like you or I think it's good or whatever. Give you good harsh feedback, clean that up, and I'm going to introduce you to this person who can help you with this thing. Very, 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 very different approaches.
0: I love that that you explain that because that is so true. I I almost uh, liken it to also in California, how they have like rolling stops, like people don't really stop at the stop sign right now, New Yorkers do, but it's because they had to slam on their brakes, like er right, but Californians they just kind of roll up slowly and then they keep going um, so you're right, there's like fake, slow nose, and but New York it's real nose it's kind of like racism too, if you think about yeah, it right like Southern racism looks very different than California racism. And that's even 100%. different than New York racism, and I gotta say, I take New York or Southern racism over California racism if I'm being completely honest and off the record.
1: New York racism won't waste your time. That's the thing.
0: Exactly. They're busy.
1: You're busy. You can use that time on something else. California racism will will bleed you to to death, and it's just it's terrible.
0: Exactly. And then it'll go hang out with its ethnic girlfriend at the ethnic restaurant and still fuck with you. Oh,
1: they love Ethiopian food. They drive a Prius, you know, they voted for Barack Obama. It's all the things, it's all those things in California. And they have never invested a black person their entire life, but they love Ethiopian.
0: Food. Exactly, okay, so I'm gonna bring this back because we, we can really go in on that. So tell us your experience raising your fund.
1: So, yeah, on the fun side, we have pitched the fun probably 25 times and we got probably 19 yeses. So it's a completely different scenario. Now, there's a lot that goes into that. One, we're in a world now where you could be in the Midwest and I could pitch funds all over the country because they're, it's all Zoom. Like, it's all Zoom. So I don't have to fly anywhere. I can, I can have more conversations. Two, we're living in a kind of post-George Floyd world, right, where people are hopefully leaning in more and doing more and trying to like taking non-warm intros from fund managers and that kind of thing. So that some of these things are starting to kind of loosen up uh, the world. Uh, It was, it was easier.
0: And who was your first investor in your fund? And why do you think they said yes?
1: The first, the first investor for like a million bucks was actually an NDA. So I can't say, but the second investor who, there's three at the same time. Second investor was, I guess, worthy of conversation was Delta Dental. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, Delta Dental. Uh, yeah, we love them.
1: Yeah, woke, woke group down there, woke group. So yeah, you'll be happy to know that your premium was going to uh, to the good, you know, good folks. They had heard, but prior, to, this is this is pre George Floyd. So this is prior to all that happened. They had decided they were going to invest in minority led funds, particularly with the focus in the Midwest. That was what they were going to do. And so, they decided the executive team do that. They sent the fund manager out to go find to find some, and they couldn't find any. Now, we know that there are some people that do some work in these spaces, but, you know, it is I mean, what it is. A pipeline. We know it. Exactly. Exactly. But then there's this space in Cincinnati where we are, and we were almost neighbors. We were looking at this office space that was neighbors to them. And they were like, wait, I... We met some guy. I think they're investors. He asked, they asked us for our deck. Well, these guys are bond traders. They have nothing to do with this kind of work. But they were like, do you guys do this stuff with like minorities? And they were like, yeah. So he takes a deck. He sends it to the CEO and to the fund manager. And he says the guy calls him on the phone. Where did you get this?
0: <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> what is
1: this? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, I think they're like down the street or whatever. I need yeah. to talk to them. Right, right away. So we get on the phone, they're in love with it. He's like, we'll be down next week. And now, and you as a VC, you know, VCs go to LPs. LPs don't come to VC, it's not the, they sit in their office and we show up pitch, pitching our wares, right? Sure as heck, they, they, they piled four people into a car, drove four hours, drove four hours to see us the next week and c- verbally committed to the fund at dinner
0: I love it I love it but they were all in all in
1: so you got dental just re up next year
0: love it You're i'm gonna, i'm going to brush my teeth with glee tonight <laughs> i love it now tell us about second muse cuz that was the headline that was heard around the world right that was the lightship and second muse and you raised 45 What was, what's the story behind the story?
1: Just the, just positive, positive, positive humans. Unbelievable. So Second Reviews is a probably 12, maybe even 15 year old organization. They're not exactly new. Um, And they do work around the world and and in the U.S. around a variety of just positive social change. They've got a $120 million fund for ocean plastics. And they've got a a $60 million fund with the Melinda Gates Foundation in New York, um, focused on women entrepreneurship. I'm sorry, in Chicago, women entrepreneurship in Chicago. Um, so they just do. They have these funds like all over. And so for those of us in the VC world, we would consider them like a fund to fund, right? Where less. If we want to be very very specific, I don't think that they actually pull it all first and then deploy it. I think that they actually do it kind of on a case by case basis. But they're like an 800 million dollar kind of fund to fund. And so uh, because of all their all their investors. Our focus on this kind of making huge social change. They had said to them, guys, like we need to be doing more in this black entrepreneurship space. Like, what are you what do you got? A lot of them over in the Midwest, right? And so they were like, okay, we're gonna do some more work with black entrepreneurs in the Midwest, but we're not black and we're not in the Midwest. And instead of us doing it, let's find the right partner to work with um to help kind of inform the strategy, deploy capital for us, like be like like we just put it to them and then they do like they do the work, right? And we just are the conduit uh, you know, for our, both of them, themselves but for their investors, right? Yeah, sure enough. They took a a, a $20 million allocation. Um we absolutely fell in love. I, I still have not met them in person, just to give you a sense of like like with the world we live in. Yeah, you can do a $20 million investment these days and not have met someone in physically. It's it's crazy, but uh, yeah, and we absolutely love them.
0: You know what I want to make sure we capture in this is the beauty of them being okay with not knowing and being okay with letting someone else who knows those communities and those entrepreneurs be in the decision-making role.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That we need more of. We need less venture splaining and more people that are just willing to hand over some of the tools and resources and capital and allow diverse managers to invest in the diversity.
1: Yeah, there is a there's a, a couple of funds here in Ohio that have funds focused on black that are run by all white organizations with all white investment teams and they're consistently underperforming on deploying capital like they literally they can't find anyone to deploy this capital to not so many biases in their process and they are themselves biased and all these things like and meanwhile here we are right like literally like right next to them with now a larger fund deploying capital no problem like boom 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 so to your point i think we have to get away from this let's create funds for black entrepreneurs that aren't run by you know minority fund managers there's plenty of funds like yours and ours. Just deploy that capital with us, so we can put it in the in the right hands.
0: It's all about representation, absolutely. Let me switch gears one more time. Any advice for new investors? Because now you guys got a bunch of capital. You're about ready to deploy it. I mean, you we're do new investors.
1: investors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but any advice changed. for new investors? right? Like, because you are a new investor. So how do you think any advice you've been given, any advice others should think about?
1: I would say a couple of things. Um, one of the reasons of our success was being hyper-specific, right? We, we like everyone said, okay, we're going to be sector agnostic at and invest all over the country, like, well, and then as we really started to think about it and started to really kind of hone down, uh, when we decided, okay, it's going to be just these, well, it's always going to be a minority, but it just gonna just minority, it's just going to be just minorities, it's going to be Just the Midwest, and then we say just these sectors. It allowed the LPs and in those areas focus on the Midwest, or focus on healthcare, or focus on right CPG to say, okay, that's the fun for me. So I'm going to like double down. One of the reasons that I think we've been so successful at all those yeses is I leave each of those meetings saying either you believe what we're doing or not, either you think that we're doing a good, good job or not. And that's fine. If you don't think we're doing a good job, that's fine. But if you do think we're doing a good job, you need to write a check and write the biggest check possible because no one else is coming. There is no meeting next week of the other fund from Cincinnati, right? Like, this is it. This is that meeting. You either believe in this category or you don't, and that's fine. But if you do... You need to double down.
0: And I love the advice, which is be hyper-focused on what you're going to invest in. I love that. And just have a point of view, right? A POV around it. Um, What about advice for entrepreneurs? Now that you guys are getting ready to start investing and you have those five focus areas, what should startups be thinking about?
1: (sighs) Multiple things. You don't have to sneak up on investors. Like, it's not, you're not going to, like, sneak into my DM and like, trick me into investing in your company. Just apply on a website. Like, just go to the website, see what we invest in. If it's a match, we have an offer funding button. Just hit that button and fill out the form. It's as simple as that. Like, you don't have to, like, do anything else. You don't need to know. In fact, we, we hate women trolls. You know, we're, we're all about, it's not about who you know. It's about the quality of the company. So we screen every single application, all, all of them, every single one. And also... Every single person that applies for investment gets an answer. Every single one. Because what happens is, again, these West Coast VCs, one, they they don't even let you talk to them. But two, when they do, they don't even give you an answer. Or they give you a crap answer. That doesn't help. And particularly with this underrepresented group, it's their first opportunity sometimes, having worked with a VC. And we want to leave them with a a good experience and, and not just like, you know, ghosting them. So uh, we're about that too. So I would say just, yeah, go to our website, understand what we invest in and just apply if it's a fit.
0: Yeah. that I like that. Um, we, we have a saying about uh, leave no woman behind. Um, mm. And it's sort of that same thing that like where they are in the process, we want to make sure that it's a good experience for them um, so that they're not, you know, like you said that they're not having a bad experience and particularly when it's their first time. And so, Either getting to a quick yes or a quick no, right? And not wasting people's times either is really important to us. So Agreed. I love Agreed. that. And you know, I I I hadn't thought about the warm intro, but that's really interesting because you really are bucking the system and trying to take out the bias of that reference or that intro and truly look at the merits of the opportunity there in front of you. Regardless of whether or not you went to school with the guy, or the guy knows your sister who knew your cousin,
1: you can't make a case for non-warm intro. You you can't make a mathematical case. You're essentially saying, do I want to invest in the best companies of people that I know, or do I want to invest in the, invest in the best companies there are? Period. Right? Like you literally can't make the case. And big funds, multi-billion-dollar funds, right? You know, two and twenty terms, right? They're making millions of dollars just on management. You mean to tell me you can employ a, a someone to check the days? applications like what what's the problem it's more about locking people out it is about actual process because you cannot make a mathematical case as to why the top a smaller top of funnel it will lead to a better outcome it's just mathematically not true it is not possible it's literally not possible
0: the numbers don't work exactly um last couple of questions before we go a book or a blog I would say a podcast, but we know it's this podcast. Oh,
1: this podcast. podcast.
0: But any books or blogs or things you read that keep you on top of your game that might be useful for our listeners.
1: Listeners, take this podcast and then use an AI tool to convert it to text. And then just read that text day in, day out. You will be delivered. You will be delivered.
0: I love it. And yeah. I, didn't, I love it. And I didn't even ask you to say that. I love
1: it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, the, the answer is so many things. So many things.
0: You know, a lot of people have been saying Twitter.
1: Yeah, for, for sure. I have a strange answer. I have a contrarian answer. Multiple things. One, so many times in life, there is some analogous skill that plays a big role in your future success. I remember as a, my father, as I said, was an engineer. He's really an a engineering manager, a VP. And he said to me, when you go to recruit new engineers from a university, they're going to walk you into the School of Engineering, just stop them and say, show me to the School of Music, right? Because musicians are the best engineers. They're creative thinkers. They're creative problem solvers. They can sit at a desk and just code or write, write the right music, code, and hours and hours, they have all the requisite muscle memory to be a great coder. You just teach them syntax, um, but the engineers don't have to create problems, and they're not great coders, right? So, school of music—that's where you're going to get your best, um, your best coders. In the end, actually, one of my senior engineers had a Grammy. Um, a guy named Steve Rucker, uh, he was a drummer for the Bee Gees, and one of my lead engineers.
0: Wow! Um, fatherly so,
1: advice. That, Look at that. There you go. So, in that same vein, I would say to some of your folks. Learn a lot about the law, because the more you understand about all, the easier it will be to, to apply the concepts of venture capital, of, of cap tables, of of convertible notes, right? You want to understand law so you can understand the instruments that you're going to use to execute your venture capital.
0: Yeah, I geek out over legal docs. I feel like you there too. might be like an a inner lawyer in me somewhere, or maybe me being cheap being, why am I paying so much for legal? I don't know. Um, Counselor Gala. <laughs> no, I love our lawyers. Uh, we use Lowenstein. I love them. Oh, like the- <laughs> yeah, Lowenstein, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love them. Um, all right, switching gears one more time on you. Pop culture round. Law and order or CSI?
1: Law and order, for sure.
0: Love and hip hop, basketball wives, or real housewives?
1: Love oh, and hip hop. Oh, jeez, all bad. <laughs> loving hip-hop i suppose
0: okay michelle or barack
1: oh this is tough
0: it's gonna get tougher come on
1: okay i'll go faster uh barack but i love michelle so much
0: serena or venus serena beyonce or j-lo come on man the queen Queen. Is not
1: a question. People don't use her name anymore. He's called a Queen. <laughs> Ch- like Janelle has
0: a name. he doesn't even have a name. Oh She's the God. Queen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Last one: Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson?
1: Oh MJ. Oh MJ. P four five. Like like just the, the two three MJ. Like just.
0: Whoa! I love it. I love your answers. But, but you should also ask
1: Michael Jordan or LeBron because that's like a whole thing. People ask.
0: Oh, we might have to switch it up. All right.
1: Yeah, because that's generational. I, I would still be MJ, but I love LeBron. And I would also say, as a Philadelphian, the answer is, Wilt Chamberlain, 100 points in a game. How is your boy? Philly all day. I would also say Meek Mills is the answer to some of those answers. Those questions. Meek Mills, that's the answer. <laughs>
0: The the right in for any question is Meek Mill. Meek
1: Mill is the right in to all questions. I love it. The Philadelphia Eagles is the answer
0: to all questions. <laughs> and we'll stand Okay, as much as I said that, questions. I had some issues with California. Uh, I am a true Forty Nine er. Even though I've been <sighs> even though I've been in New York twenty years, I am a Forty Nine er. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for being on our show. We got to get your. I was gonna say your better half, but I'm gonna say your other half of your fund. Uh, Candice, on the show. And uh, I can't wait to see you in some deals.
1: She's better. She's a better half. So.
0: <laughs> I love you. Thank you again for being on our podcast. VC's off the record.
1: Absolutely. See you guys later.
2: Thanks for joining us on today's episode of VCs Off the Record with Brian Brackeen from Lightship Capital. We had so much fun with Brian today getting real, and we hope you did too. Please go check out his website, www.lightship.capital, and also apply it to Twitch Pitch if you are an entrepreneur. This is a great opportunity for all of our founders that are listening. Lots of good tips today, but just a couple we want to make sure that you heard. If you are an investor, be hyper-specific and very focused on what you want to invest in and do your research on those markets. If you are an entrepreneur, don't wait for that warm introduction. Apply on the website, find them on LinkedIn, hit them up on Twitter. As we like to say, go in stereo. As always, we'll have these tips and all of the links on the website www.walkstar.com. Thanks again for listening, guys, and be sure to share and subscribe. Stay fabulous, everyone.